This life-changing message comes to you from Church of the Harvest. It's our prayer that this message will inspire your life and bring hope to your future. As I always say at Harvest, um, guys, we're, we're, just a, we're a small expression of the body of Christ. And we love God. And because we love God, we love people. And we serve the world as the hands and feet of Jesus. Amen? Amen. If you're part of the Harvest family, what is our vision? To make, grow, and equip followers of Jesus to fulfill their God-given purpose in life. And we do that through what? Community, discipleship, and outreach. And so we welcome you. This is, that is what we are about here as a church family. And uh, we have just recognized that as a small expression of the body of Christ, that the Lord has brought us together and we're stronger together than we are individually. So we've chosen to, to link arms to accomplish God's purposes in the earth together. And that's what it's all about. And so for this year, uh, we've been discussing our identity, who we are in Christ, and our responsibility in the body of Christ. How many of you know, as part of the family of God, we have responsibilities, yeah. right? You give your kids responsibilities, right? Yeah, (laughs) God gives his kids responsibilities too, and it's a great thing. We get to contribute and be a part of what God is doing. And so those of you who have been here know that for uh, the last few months, uh, I've, been, I've been going through the book of Ephesians line by line. We've been looking at, 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 this, at this letter that the Holy Spirit gives Paul to the, to the people, the, the church in, in the city of Ephesus. And he spends those first three chapters talking about reinforcing who they are in Christ. And then the last three chapters, he gives them this practical application of the truth, right? And so as we go into today, I was just thinking about all this that we've looked at in the book of Ephesians. Uh, from the very beginning, it tells us that before the foundations of the earth, God chose you, right? He knew you, and he chose you, and he gave you purpose, and he gave you gifts, and he gave you talents, and he gave you everything that you need in order to accomplish that purpose, right? Aren't you glad that God doesn't leave us high and dry? He doesn't just give us a purpose and not equip us to fulfill that purpose. He gives us everything that we need in order to accomplish that purpose. And then all the promises, all of his promises, he gave to us, but they were held in the person of Jesus until the day we surrendered and bowed our knee to him. And then we became co-heirs with Jesus, right? Remember we talked about that last week? When, when Jesus died, we died. When he rose and was seated in heavenly places, we rose and were seated in heavenly places, right? And we became joint heirs with him. And so today in the earth, that's what we've kind of come to as we come through chapter 5, as the body of Christ, individually, we are one in the earth, right? As we come together, we are one body in the earth. We have different gifts, we have different callings, we have different strengths, But the Lord uses those as he brings us together to accomplish his purposes and to be the hands and feet of Jesus in the earth today. Amen? Amen. So we've kind of titled, you can see on the screen here, Stronger Together. Everybody say that. Say Stronger Together. together. So that's kind of a theme that we want to stick with everybody this morning is that we are stronger together. And when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 14, right here it says, Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but of many. And so this is, this is the part of the beauty of God's plan is that we all, say all. Okay, so we are all part of the body, and we all have an important role to play. So guys, not one person is more important than anybody else in the body of Christ. Every single one of you are needed, 
every single one of you are necessary to accomplish the purposes that God has placed within you individually, you as your family, and us as a church family. And so we believe that we truly are stronger together. If one of those parts is missing, we're a little bit weak, right? And you guys have probably heard this scripture. We're going to read it right here in Ecclesiastes verse 9. Through chapter 4, verse 9 through 12, and it says, Two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who, ha- who falls and has no one to help them up. Also, if two lie down together, they will keep warm. But how can one keep warm alone? Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not is not quickly or easily broken. And so guys, the body um, is not supposed to be one person doing everything, but all of us coming together to fulfill what he has called us to do. And so we are one and we are strongest together, working together in unity. Don't you guys love that word? In unity. And when we work in unity together, we can accomplish so much more together than we can individually. I mean, the, the work day that we had recently is a great example of that. If one person tried to knock all that out, they would have been working for weeks. But you guys came in, and in three hours, yep. we knocked out a huge amount of work that needed to be done around here. That's right. So today, we always call Outreach Sunday. We do this annually. And, uh, and everything we do falls under community, discipleship, and outreach, right? Anything that doesn't accomplish one of those, we throw out. But, but under the aspect of outreach, today, we celebrate, we recognize, we hear reports from all these, these seven ministries that we support as a church. Now, here's the, here's the cool thing, guys. How many of you know that most of you are not called to leave your jobs and to leave your current life where God has placed you and to go and to, and to reach, for instance, like we, we support Warrior Center and, and Safe Harbor. Most of you have not been called to leave your job and go full-time to, to serve those who are the, the, the drug addicts and those who are coming out of prison and those kind of things, right? But these folks who we support, who are running Warrior Center and running Safe Harbor, that's their calling. That's what they're called to do, and God has equipped them, and they're doing an incredible job with it. And so we choose to come alongside them, right? We choose to support them. We choose to, to pray for them. Most of you are probably not called to leave the life that God has given you and go to the far reaches of the earth and plant your life on the other side of the world somewhere, reaching distant tribes for Jesus. But you can come alongside people who have been called to do that, right? And you can lift them up in prayer and support them, and you can support them financially and, and by other means as well. Most of you, like we, we support um, Rick Bennett Ministries and, and uh, Outpost for Freedom. Most of you are not called to, to drop everything and go serve full-time and serve the, the Native Americans in the, in the Southwest U.S., but they are. And so we can support them in that vision that, that God has given them. Amen? Amen? So here's the thing, though. As we've talked about so much this year, we are all called to be salt and light, mm-hmm. right? We're all called to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We are called to be Jesus to our community, where God has placed us, in our workplace, in our school, in our family, wherever it may be, in our community, God has called us to be the hands and feet of Jesus. The Great Commission is just as applicable to us as it is to those on the other side of the world who are reaching those that have not been reached yet. And so we've got to understand our responsibility, but to recognize that we can be a part of something even bigger and far-reaching. And that's part of the purpose today. So, So we have uh, so we are supporting those, coming alongside those who have different callings than we have. 
So I was trying to think, what would be a good example to make sense to this concept, I guess how you'd word that. And so this week as I was praying, the Lord kind of put on my mind Billy Graham. And many of you guys know that he passed, that was this past year, I think. And so how many of you have heard of Billy Graham? All right, how many of you would agree that Billy Graham was probably called to be an evangelist? He was. Okay, so he had an evangelistic calling upon his life. And so I did a little research. Um, guys, it said that like 2.2 billion people were estimated to, uh, to have heard him preach in person. Then it was estimated that over 3 million people gave their life to Christ underneath his ministry. Um, and I would say that most of us in here have probably been impacted in his ministry somehow, whether it be through a crusade, whether it be through teachings, whether it be from some of the books that he has written, some of the ministries that he has um, been a part of and started and founded. But here was what my thought was, is he accomplished all those things, but how many people did it take to help fulfill that vision? I couldn't find that number on Google. <laughs> I looked it up. I was trying to look for stats, like how many people financially gave to that ministry? How many people served in all of those crusades, whether it be ushering or worship or sound or lighting or picking up the trash afterwards? Um, how many people came in and used their gifts and talents and, and write, wrote or edited his um, you know, commentaries and things that he wrote out? I mean, it took so many people to come alongside him to accomplish and fulfill and support the vision of what the Lord had placed within him. And so, guys, here's the thing is that as we as a church are supporting these different things, we all have ways that we can come alongside and help fulfill the vision that God has given these different ministries. Right, and it, and it should, guys, it should stir you. It should be exciting as you hear the, the testimonies today of all that God is doing, that you are able to come alongside and support those, uh, these ministries. And, uh, and, and look, here's reality. Uh, I, I hope that many of you do come this afternoon to my house, and I, I believe that every, every believer, especially every American believer, should go on a, at least a short-term missions trip at some point. You need to see how most of the rest of the world lives. Um, how many of you know that um, we got it pretty easy in the U.S. of A.? We take it for granted. I, I, and I, I just encourage you to pray. I, I believe that, that uh, like I say, I believe every believer should do so at some point. Maybe the Lord is calling you to, to reach out to some of those by, by serving, um, serving through the DeSoto Dream Center, you know, uh, here in town, or, or to donate uh, to, to Warrior Center, some of these others that are, you know, collecting, you know, food and clothing and different things like that. Um, we have to be obedient. We've got to get up and serve, and we've got to be obedient as the, as the Holy Spirit um, prompts us and, and leads us through this. It's part of being the hands and feet of Jesus. So what I love is, you know, a lot of you in here even support ministries outside of the church. I've talked to different ones of you, and the Lord's placed it upon your heart to support missionaries or ministries and things like that. And that is awesome. But what we want to celebrate today is what we believe that the Lord has called Church of the Harvest to support during this season corporately. And so that's really what we're going to separate today, celebrate today. And, um, and how do we do that, guys? We have done that through prayer. We do that through monthly giving financial support. And then some of these um, ministries, some of you guys have served in um, over the past year and even decades. And so we're just going to celebrate how by you giving, by you praying, by you doing a part, um, giving, serving, blessing. It's making a difference in their ministries. Right. Yep. 
Okay. So are you guys so, ready? So we're going to get started. You guys know there are seven ministries that we support monthly um, as a church. And so we're going to, as we normally do, we're going to start at a, uh, at a local level. Yes. So. And so this is actually new this year. Um, we started, we now told you guys at the beginning of the year that um, we have begun to support Trinity Health Center, which is a part of the DeSoto County Dream Center. And so um, kind of their tagline, their mission is building hope in DeSoto County. And they do that through several ways. But let's watch this video first. Hello, Church of the Harvest. My name is Beth Kolb, and I'm the executive director here at Trinity Health Center. And I just want to take a minute to thank you for your giving, first of all. Um, your church is faithful to give monthly to Trinity Health Center, uh, and we appreciate that, and we also appreciate your prayers. We know that you are regularly praying for Trinity Health Center and all that we're doing here. And so I just want to take a minute to tell you a little bit about who we are and what we do here. So we are a nonprofit primary health care provider that's providing care to the working uninsured of DeSoto County. Through our research, we found out there's a lot of people in DeSoto County that are working and they're trying and they just can't afford health insurance. Either it's not provided by their, their employer or it's just too expensive. And so we felt the need to try to fill that hole of those people that could not find good quality primary health care. And we decided that not having insurance shouldn't disqualify you from primary health care, from good quality primary health care. And so we started Trinity Health Center. Uh, our patients are uninsured and they pay on a sliding scale. And so they pay a minimum amount, but they do have the opportunity to pay for their own health care. Now our patients pay, will never pay our bills. And that's why we're so thankful for givers like you who are putting back into Trinity Health Center so that we can continue to provide this care. Our patients come in and they're just, they're amazed that there's an option for them. They thought that they were just kind of left behind and I can't get good care and there's nowhere for me to go. And when they come in, they find out that we care about them. We care about their health. But we're also looking at the whole picture. They find people that, that call when they don't make it to their appointment and follow up and see how they're doing. We also partner with the DeSoto County Dream Center and the Destiny Center and other compassion ministries that are able to meet the whole need. We find out there's food insecurity or there's trouble in the home or trouble paying bills and we're able to partner together to provide what it is that these families need. And so thank you again for being givers to Trinity Health Center. What you're doing is touching lives. I know that you don't get to be here every day like we do and see the lives that are being changed, but every time you give, you're changing lives in DeSoto County. And so continue to do that. Please continue to pray for us. If you're interested in getting involved, we'd love to have you volunteer. Uh, you can contact your church and they'll tell you how you can get involved. Go to our website at trinityhealthcenter.org. We would love to have you be a part of what we're doing here at Trinity Health Center. Thank you again. Awesome. So guys, uh, I was... I was over at the uh, I was over at the Dream Center uh, this uh, this past week and and they're doing so much and they, we had pictures from this year as we had the the food that was uh, donated uh, government funded and, and how many of you were a part of that how many of you helped distribute food that, you know um, between last fall yeah a bunch a bunch of you uh, so I love being out there of course the the source of that you know kind of uh, kind of dried up but um, but they're doing so many other things and so the Dream Center has uh, a, a three divisions they have DeSoto Grace which is educational tutoring and counseling. And parental coaching and things like that. And then um, the Dream Center is providing um, uh, food and clothing free of charge to those in need. And then Trinity Health, which we're primary supporters of at the Dream Center, uh, as you saw, they're providing health care to those who don't have health insurance. And guys, it's pretty all the average, they on average, nobody pays more than $25 for health. And this that includes labs, that includes x-rays, uh, that kind of thing. And so um, uh, guys, if you guys want to serve, they said medical or non-medical, uh, you know, help, you know, depending 
depending on you know how your experience. But they have um, they have nurses that, that come in and, and donate uh, just volunteer their time uh, you know uh, once a week you know something like that to help out. Um, they yeah. have different things that are. are they needed. do have to be a resident of Desoto County, correct? Sounds good. Yeah, I, I think I think <laughs> I that's know. part of their vision is those that live know. within Desoto County. Okay, so, so. That's, that's something we've had to check on. Yeah. So I'm not sure. So so guys, that's a report from uh, from Trinity Health Center at the Desoto Dream Center. Uh, guys, it's it's truly awesome. I was over there walking through uh, again the other day, and and uh, it was incredible what they're doing. And you guys are helping make a difference with that. So uh, next. All right. So the second one we're going to look at here is um, Safe Harbor Mission, or some of you guys know it is Lighthouse Ministries, and um, their they their desire is to um, have a safe place for those to recover, worship, and to work. And so let's watch this video. Good morning, Church of the Harvest. I'm so excited to get to talk to you on your annual outreach day. Pastor Rob came out and seen me. We're doing this little video, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much, Pastor Rob and Shauna, for all the, the gifts over the, over the last year. And thank you for continuing to give to our mission. We're excited uh, about what God's doing in our ministry. As you already know, we've got five locations across two states. We see about 1,200 men and women a year that come out of the, the jails or the penal farm or off the streets of the inner cities or sometimes off of mom and dad's couch, you know, um, that this need help, this, this need to be reminded that there's a hope for your future, that your addiction um, has not gotten in the way of God's plan for your life, and there's still a hope for that, and his name is Jesus Christ, amen? And so I'm excited today to say thank you to you and just kind of let you know, we've seen, like I said, about 1,200 men and women over the last year. We've seen hundreds of them come to know Christ. Um, we've seen them come in and go home and be the, the fathers and the husbands and the mothers and the wives that we know God created them to be. And we believe that with the power of Christ in their life, they're going back home and it's broken. The generational curses off of their life and their, their, their sons, their daughters, and the rest of their family is not going to walk in the same footsteps that they've walked in because what God's done in their life. I'm standing here at our newest campus at Safe Harbor of Tipton County, out in Tipton County, and we're excited that we just moved our, our Memphis location, which was our oldest facility, to this campus. It's a, uh, an orphanage. It was called traditionally the Dunlap Orphanage. It's one of Tennessee's oldest orphanages, and the building was built back in the early 1900s to provide hope to children that didn't have a family. To say what? There's somebody that still uh, loves you. They're still planned for your future. Now, Mom and daddy may not be here, but there's somebody greater than them that are, that is. And his name is Jesus. That's what happened right here on this property. And it's changed hands many times. But I'm so excited that that same message is being preached again right here. Many of our men and women uh, are, have been orphaned, but many of them haven't been orphaned from a mom and dad, but they have been orphaned from society. They do come in here without hope, without knowing, you know, what's next for my life. Is there anything next? Has God given up on me? And they hear the same message those kids heard you know many many years ago and that's this God still has a plan he has not forgotten you he still has a hope for your future and he's going to do it right here and starting today so I'm so thankful that you guys are partnering with us to make that happen and to make a difference in these lives thank you for helping us to make a difference I love you guys God bless you all right awesome so I, I was over there um I was over there this week, and their new campus is, uh, it's, it's incredible. They have like 25 acres, and um, I mean, guys, they're, 
the, the places where they're housing these men and women now are, I mean, it's, it's nicer than the nicest college dorm rooms I've seen. It's, it's really, really nice facility. And, uh, and so anyway, uh, I'll read you real quick what they sent us. Safe Harbor helps individuals throughout the area make a smooth transition from homelessness, addiction, and, and, uh, and crime to a life of purpose, faith, and love. Um, Safe Harbor helps people achieve this through transitional housing and a back-to-work program. Helping others is their vision, uh, not just their mission. They seek to help those who are struggling, pick themselves up, turn their lives around, choosing to make the right decisions all through the love and forgiveness of Jesus. So that is, uh, that is Safe Harbor. Uh, last one we want to mention on a local level is the Warrior Center, and so they uh, actually have a women's facility that's here in Olive Branch, and then they've also... They ministered last year. Um, yeah, they actually ministered, they were here last year um, for this special day, and um, then they've actually, actually in Memphis, have a men's facility, and, um, and so their, kind of their tag is providing hope and healing, so let's watch this video. Well, I'm David Vincent with the Warrior Center, and we just want to thank Church of the Harvest for all their, their partnership and support of, of our ministries. Uh, just an update of, of what God's done through our ministry, you know, over the last year or so. Of course, we've been in a COVID pandemic, and it's, you know, it's been challenging time, challenging time for everyone, especially ministries. But this has been our greatest year, so we've seen the faithfulness of God just really in action. Um, over the last year, we were able to start a new thrift store in Hardeman County, which helped us to plant our fourth new, fourth campus in in uh, Bolivar, Tennessee. It's a women's center, 17-bed 17 17-bed 17 women's center. So we got that off the ground. We are now up to over 200 residents in all of our programs. And uh, just we just just this last year, we've seen God just move in, in mighty ways in the number of lives we've touched and just the ground, you know, that we've been able to t take for the kingdom of God. Some of the other neat things that have happened over the last year or so has been we were able to start two uh, HVAC schools. These are heat, heating and air schools and our men's Memphis Center and, and our men's Bolivar Center. And so now when men are in our program, which is a rescue mission ministry, and if they stay the entire program, they're there a year with us. Well, now while they're at the Warrior Center, they can also uh, get a trade and become licensed in heating and air while they're there. So we now have uh, two schools running and we have a licensed instructors. We've had three, three classes graduate and, and men be licensed. So it's just been great to be able to see see that work um, we like to say our uh, you know the kind of the the greatest win we can get is when graduates go through our programs and, and go into the ministry so now we're at the end of 2021 and we have uh, 26 graduates who went through our program who came out of addiction homelessness uh, childhood trauma and and all the things that, that can um, the, uh, bad environments, bad upbringing that can lead them to a place like the Warrior Center to, to seek God and get their life together where they went through the programs and now they're in the ministry. So we're, we're most proud of that fact. And, and um, as we move forward, we just feel God uh, continuing to push us to continue to try to plant new ministries and take more ground for him. Um, if you need any more information about the Warrior Center, we also were blessed to start a we were also blessed to uh, crank up a new website this year. So there's a lot of information at warriorcenter.org. There's program information. If you, you ever know of a man or woman who needs help, there's volunteer information and videos, a lot of great, great stuff at warriorcenter.org. And we just, again, want to thank, you know, uh, Church of the Harvest, uh, Pastor Rob, Pastor Bob, for all their help, mentorship, and prayers. God bless you guys. And they say, with the support of our community, Warrior Center helps to create the miracle of a changed life for homeless men and women and veterans, um, emergency services, rehabilitation, transitional housing, and community outreach. They are doing some awesome stuff, and God has certainly been faithful. Uh, with that, we want to move um, more to a national level, and I guess we'll go to... 
Yep. So the first one um, that we're going to look at here is called ARC, or Association of Related Churches. And so their whole purpose is launching, connecting, and equipping the local church. They like to help the local church, and then those individuals that feel a call to launch a church come alongside with them, and they're equipped. So let's watch this video. Hey, what's happening? Dino Delin here, and what a year we have had. You know, I've never been more grateful for our ARC family than I have been this year. You are the most generous people on the planet. You've been resilient, you've been strong, and all of us at ARC are honored that we're able to grow the local church and reach hurting people together for the cause of Jesus Christ. You know, we started 2020 strong with 29 new churches wow. launched through ARC in January and February of this year. We could have never imagined the changes that our world would face mm -hmm. in the months to follow. But church, you adapted so quickly and stepped up to meet the needs of your community like we've never seen before. You know, when our world retreated because of COVID-19, you just pressed forward. When venues around the country began to close, we saw churches who were still open, offer their space to meet to other churches. Uh, you didn't have anywhere to go, but man, God used it. Churches were sharing their video production teams. They were creating ways to connect. It's just been amazing. And when you couldn't meet physically, we got online, we engaged with each other in ways that have never been considered before in being the church and being creative. Right, when schools and communities began to shut down, you and your volunteers took to the streets yeah. to provide food, supplies, and support to families, nurses and doctors and first responders. We are so proud of you for stepping up and being generous when it could have been easier to just think about ourselves. So this year we were able to rally together, share resources, both financially and practically, like teaching each other how to pivot to online uh, services and understanding that stimulus bill, how to reopen well, regather. Uh, it took the entire ARC family helping one another so that the Big C Church continued to thrive. See, as an organization, you remember this, Delenn, we were able to give $400,000 to churches that were in need during COVID. A lot of these churches were young churches that either just opened or were only a few years old. And we believe that this is just the beginning of helping one another thrive during these times. You know, in March of this year, we began to resource and equip thousands yeah. of pastors throughout our online webinar discussions on COVID-19, diversity, and mental yeah. health. And we united together through Unite 714 and Serve Day. And we held our first fully digital art conference with viewers around the world. That's awesome. So no matter what the challenges were we faced this year, uh, it did not stop couples from continuing to plant thriving churches and reaching their communities with the message of Jesus. 65 couples went through our ARC launch training this year, which is incredible. Six new churches opened even in the fall in person. 22 churches pivoted and opened online. And then this is what I'm excited about. There were six new churches launched through ARC's global networks in 2020, all because of generosity and churches like yourself. That's right, you know, planning during a pandemic is no That's small right. task. These churches use creative and innovative ways to build a team, to gain momentum, and to launch strong. Yeah. And thank you for continually supporting these churches with your prayers and your giving. You know, there were so many defining moments in all of our lives, all of our families and our churches. I just wanna say thank you for listening, being vulnerable, not backing down when things got so uncomfortable. So we at ARC are honored to be in ministry with you together. Matthew 16, 18 says this, Jesus said these words, on this rock I will build my church 
the gates of hell will not prevail against it. I love that. See, ARC is committed to seeing you and your local church thrive for the many years to come. We're going to make a difference together for the cause of Christ. Thanks a lot. That is ARC, and they have uh, actually expanded. I, I said it was on a national level, but they also have uh, begun planning some churches internationally as well. Um, so the next one we're going to look at here is um, Outpost of Freedom, or some of you guys know that is Rick Bennett Ministries. And, um, and so kind of their tagline there is connecting cultures, connecting hearts, and connecting hands. And so um, let's see what they have to say. Hello, Church at Harvest family. So good to see you guys. Wish we could see you in person. Hopefully after the first of the year, we'll be yeah. able to do that. Yes. Bringing you uh, greetings from Arizona. And uh, just wanted to give you a, a, a brief update of what's been going on in the past year or so with all the, with all the COVID lockdowns and things like that. We were able to lead uh, three teams like we do every summer onto the Apache Res. We couldn't get onto the Navajo Res. They were still locked down for big meetings but we were able to have three team meetings on the Apache Res and a special different one this year. Um, so for the first time, we were asked on a very short notice uh, by the Assembly of God denomination that oversees the uh, White Mountain Apache churches. There are five uh, assembly churches. Instead of us going to all the different churches, they went to a church camp and pulled it all together and did a youth event for the for the whole week and then had the children uh, meet with us and they asked us to come up and minister to the kids we had as many as 120 kids yeah. it was crazy and uh but we, very very exciting so all together we only made three trips but um as a, it was a little bit different we actually got to minister with five church groups um instead of just three yeah everybody on the teams did really well we had we have two, in, some of you know, we have two interns with us right now from uh, LCU, Lifestyle Christian University in Dallas with Todd White's ministry. And they've been a great help to us during this time and helping us get things ready because we're just believing more and more and ask you to believe and agree with us that things are going to really open up in the coming uh, in the coming year. The, some of the, the restrictions will be eased up and some of our things will be able to get back more to normal. We have been able to do during this time, though, a lot of benevolence to the pastors. A lot of them have been struggling because they, their, their income is not, you know, they've not been meeting or, or traveling and ministering. And we've been able to help with that as much as we can. And so all, we just so appreciate all of our friends and partners who help us with that because that really, we were able to fill some gaps there. And it was great because you know, as some of you know, uh, the Native the Native Americans were, were hit especially hard by the COVID virus. And we've even lost some friends. Um, pastor's wife just recently and things like that. So we've been having to deal with it. Just like uh, the whole country, the whole world's been having to deal with it. Uh, do you want to talk to him about the Christian education? Yeah, we, so any downtime that we've had, um, we've really been focusing a lot on Christian education, leadership development, working with the pastors, um, those kinds of things. And it's been very interesting because having the LCU interns here has enabled us to actually go in and do a deep dive review of every one of our curriculum sets, like for we have six sets for uh, VBS and we have for children's uh, ministry on the weekends. And uh, we adapted all of our ministries uh, for the kids this year to what the churches needed. So in the beginning, we were sending a whole lot more curriculum 
to all the kiddos uh, in their homes. And then we they started having some meetings outside. A lot of them have meetings outside. So we went sent happy sacks with curriculum and activities for the kids to do. So just really thankful for the extra help because we, we've been able to do a lot in the area of Christian education this year. Amen. So, you know, we're, we're, we've been adapting like a lot of churches have been and ministries have been. And we just appreciate your love, your support, and your prayers. We really do. We've missed everybody. We always try to get back at, at least once, if not twice a year, to the Memphis area. And uh, we, we plan to do that. And we, we're really believing, hoping we can do that in the, in the spring of uh, 22. And that's our, that's our plan for now. We're hoping that's all going to work out. No more surges with the virus and so on to where we keep us from being able to have meetings with, uh, with people and also uh, you're in our prayers and we appreciate you to keep, keep us in, in your prayers. We love you. And again, appreciate all of your support. God bless you. Bye. Many of you uh, know Rick and Susan Bennett and, and some of you have been out there and served on the, on the Apache and Navajo reservations and such. And uh, uh, they, were, um, they were hit especially hard. I remember talking to them uh, last year when the pandemic started and uh, some of the, I don't think the Navajo reservation, I still don't think it's open. It's not open yet. It's been closed since, uh, since the spring of last year. Because you know, some of you know they hold uh, big uh, revival meetings, tent meetings and different things and, and, and such like that. But the biggest thing they've been able to do, like she said, is to support the local pastors, and, uh, which, is, which has been huge. So, so anyway, that's um, that's um, Rebina Ministries and Outpost of Freedom, and then we need to transition right quick to on a global scale. So. All right, so we've got two underneath um, global, and so um, you guys here, if you're part of the family, you know about um, Global Ministries and Relief with Dr. Leon and um, his tagline, Reaching the Lost, Equipping the Saints, and Building the Church. So let's watch this video from him. Pastors Rob and Shauna, Pastors Bob and Ellen, and to all the members of Church of the Harvest, your leadership team, thank you so much for allowing me the privilege of joining you for a few minutes as you celebrate annual outreach day and talk about the different ministries that you are supporting. You have been faithful in supporting global ministries for years, and we so appreciate your generosity and your faithfulness as you help us to reach the lost, to disciple the found, and to build the church. Today, because I have such limited time, I will just focus on the one element uh, within our mission, and that is the discipling the found or the equipping the saints. Our goal is to raise a, a million students or a million disciples, but not just disciples. I wanna raise up a million world changes. Right now, we're working in nine languages. And we're just seeing a great uh, work take place as we launch schools worldwide and as we have our online school as well as Global Theological University where we're equipping pastors and uh, full-time ministries and just seeing tremendous fruit come from these programs. I want to share a little bit about the Portuguese translation just to give you an idea of the impact in Brazil. We have already graduated three classes um, that have gone through the program in their language, missionaries that we have raised up working in Brazil. And these guys are radical, they're on fire, they're going out into their areas and they're doing frontline evangelism, praying for the sick and watching God do a tremendous work through them. And that's because we've been able to equip them and we do that free of charge in the Amazon we're working through overland missions and they are planning schools of ministries in their language 
along the banks of the Amazon throughout Brazil. We are launching schools of ministry. I was just in, in Orlando uh, two days ago, and I have a school of ministry in a large church there. They have a Portuguese class, a Spanish class, and an English class. And these guys are so excited about the materials. We're just watching God use this program that actually started right in your church. My first school of ministry uh, in the United States was at Church of the Harvest. And uh, we have continued ever since. Every year I come and graduate your students and they testify. I have pages here of testimonies that have come in unsolicited of lives that have been touched and changed, equipped and mobilized through this training program. So we're doing a great work in Central South America, the Caribbean, Europe, UK, Canada, uh, India, in Hindi, Telugu and Marathi, three languages. Part of my goal is to get that Hindi translation online free of charge into this God-hungry nation that are really desperate for education, training and equipping. And I believe that just there alone, we will raise a million students, let alone in all the other languages and the things that we are doing. And this has been made possible through your generosity and other churches and believers that have stood with us and have helped us to get this in Africa. 99% of our students get the programs for free in Central and South America for free, in Brazil for free, in the Caribbean for free. And so we're just watching God use your generosity to help us put materials that is equipping and shaping the lives of men and women to do the work of God. The Great Commission was to reach the lost, and we're all for that. But the Great Commission is also to make disciples of students of all nations. And that's what we're about. And your generosity makes this possible. I pray that God bless you in your giving and multiply it to your account in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Pastors Rob and Shauna, for allowing me to share today. What a joy. What a privilege to be with you. Thank you. <laughs> all right. Love Dr. Leon and all that, uh, all that uh, GMR is doing. So we need the last one. All right. So we've got one last one. I'm excited about this one. This is Overland Missions. And um, right here, we've got mobilizing people to remote locations with the gospel of Jesus Christ. And so let's watch this video. What does it take to bring the gospel to the most remote and most neglected places in the world? It takes the kind of faith that can move mountains. It takes traveling thousands of miles through jungles and rough terrain. It takes determination and strength. When we face opposition, it takes God's vision for the people and boldness to speak His truth. Knowing the love of God, we have no choice but to continue doing whatever is necessary to bring the message of life to the world.
In 2019, we have pushed further into 14 countries throughout Africa, South America, Asia, and the Middle East. Holding to the vision to do whatever it takes, we have traveled over 3 million miles. We have reached over 40,000 people and over 10,000 of them gave their lives to the Lord. The gospel is transforming nations as we walk in faith into the most difficult places. This is what it takes. So guys, as I introduce, I want to go ahead and have uh, Sahara and Electa come up. And um, <laughs> sorry, that was moving. Um, what else is there? You gotta be kidding. <laughs> um, I'm thankful to have these two here. They have such a heart to, um, to spread the gospel, and. Um, we believe in the, in the mission. We believe in the mission that God has given. Uh, Phil and Sharon Smethurst and Overland Missions. And we were there from the beginning. We saw this thing. We saw this thing birthed. And um, I've been on a few trips, and we've, we've been together. Um, spent a couple weeks. <laughs> Last time, when I was in Brazil, this one was with us, and she was still in her mother's womb. <laughs> Her mother was very pregnant, yep. <laughs> and on the Amazon River, and um, and it's incredible to see who she has grown into, and the Lord has led her to follow in her parents' footsteps and talk about legacy. That's awesome, and to hear Electa's heart as we just met her for the first time yesterday. Sahara's been here with us for a couple of days, but but um, but uh, we want to give them the opportunity to share with you guys uh, for just a little bit on uh, what. God is doing through Overland Missions, uh, any road, any load, any time, all over the world, the remote places that nobody else will go, Overland Missions is there. So you guys give Sahara and Sahara Smethurst and Electa Williams a hand. How high do I, how high do I hold this? Is this right? <laughs> oh, man. I've been crying for days. I'm a very emotional person, but every time I think about it, it makes me cry. <laughs> because having people support you for years, like before I was born, these people were in it, you know? And like when, when we're out there, those people that support us and we're laying hands on people and we're healing the sick and we're praying for these people, every single person that's praying for us, that's supporting us is be holding their hand on our back. And they've been on my parents' back. They've been praying for us. And through that, through supporting my parents, they've been supporting me. And every time I think about it, it's like when I was young and when I was even walking away from the Lord and not wanting to do ministry, these, like, people I didn't even, I didn't even know, like, their hand was on my back because they supported the ministry. And I am where I am right now because of all these people that have been praying for me. People, I 
so many. And it's, I mean, it's for everybody. Like when you think about it, how many people you don't even know have walked past you and have just prayed about you, you know? And when I think about you guys and how you guys have welcomed me into your house and Electa, and it's, I mean, it's amazing. I just love how much you guys support us in the ministry. And when you, when everyone supports all these different ministries, that is a, that is a blessing. It's an anointing to, to financially, but also intercede with them. You are going out there with these people. You need to understand how great that is. When I'm going out there, I'm not just going with the money and that's it. I'm going out the money and I'm going for the people. It's great. But you guys, the people that support me are with me. And it, like we feel it. And it's, it's incredible. It's, I, I can't explain the feeling. It brings me to tears every time because like you're saying, everything is God's. And when you think like, just when you think about that, it's all his and he's like, it's all mine, but I'm going to give this money to you. I'm going to give you this family. I'm going to give you these partners, these supporters, because I want you to go here. Because I, I want you to go, and this is your mission. And it's just, it's incredible. So I, we really thank you guys for welcoming us into your house and showing us around Tennessee and all around here, taking me to Elvis's house. It was incredible. I loved it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, and we want to talk about Overland and what they're doing and what they've done these past few years. So Overland is um, a missions group and that really, we really, our passion is for like the unreached tribes and stuff. And so we want to go out and want to disciple those people. And that's like our, that's what's so important to us is we go find, sorry. <laughs> that's what's important to us is that we go to these places and we don't just go in and leave, but we go and we raise up disciples of that nation because their effect on those people is far greater than than we could have, like God moving through them. Um, and so we are in 17 countries, 17, which is incredible, and I can't name all of them because we're not in, we're not always in places that we're supposed to be, but um, we're in, I'll name some of them, we're in Cambodia, we're in Mozambique, Angola, Zambia, Zanzibar, what's other ones I can name? Maybe that's it. <laughs> is that it? Out of 17 countries, guys, like, it's incredible. And that's our, that's our long term. Those are the people that are there. That's what we call sector. They're discipling those people. But then we have short-term mission trips that reach farther, way farther in the, with the desire and the purpose to also put sector there and to disciple those people. So we never go someplace without that, like, love and just, like, this is, we're not going here and leaving. We're going here because this nation's going to change. Um, and we're moving into a lot of new places this upcoming year. Can't talk about it. <laughs> I was looking at my notes this morning. I'm like, what can I talk about? No, can't, no, no, can't. But it's, it's, it's incredible, like these places that are closed off, that we have places that if people found out we were there, they would get murdered. Incredible, like it's so crazy to see the Lord open these doors and to send us to these places and to see people who are willing, who know how dangerous it is, but it's like, that's where I gotta go. Who else is gonna go? I have to go. Um, and what else? We, so it said in the video, but 2020 is when we hit three million uh, miles in our trucks. So we, we love, we love our vehicles. Overland's so big on vehicles. It's called Overland because of vehicles. Um, but by, so we track our miles that we go on vehicles. And in Southern Africa, 
only Southern Africa, we reached three million miles of traveling to all these places, which my dad told me is to the moon and back seven times, but that could be wrong. <laughs> I searched up the, I searched it up because I'm like, let me fact check. And you know when Google gives you like a fast answer? It didn't, and I was like, I'm not looking for it. I'll just believe him, but, um, <laughs> which would be pretty cool if it's true. So somebody fact check it. Um, yeah, so we traveled three million miles, and this year, hold on, I have the notes on here. I'm not good with numbers, so I'm not. This year, our global, our global ministry footprint was 148,809 square miles. In other words, we covered a total area of land the size of Japan with the gospel and biblical discipleship. In Crazy. the middle of a global pandemic. Like, In the I just yes. have to say that. The Lord's truth goes forward. Yeah. It doesn't, that doesn't hinder anything like with that. What, we have 200 missionaries. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, seeing, and that's why, like, it's, we couldn't do this without people who are willing to support us and who want to be part of this. We couldn't. And so it's, I mean, it's incredible what you guys do, what everybody does. Um, and what else is logistically? I think that's it. But, yeah, we, so we do expedition. Well, you're going to talk about that in a bit. Um, and then, so 2020 also, during COVID, this is the beginning of COVID, and we do this thing called AMT where it's like a three-month mission training program, which is how we all join Overland. We're not from like one church or anything. We're from all around the world. Um, but we do AMT, this three-month mission training in Zambia. And COVID start, happened and they're like, oh, we can't do it. No one's going to travel to Zambia. Like during COVID, it's not going to happen. So they were trying to figure it out and praying about it. And they just felt the Lord saying, no, like watch, do it. Watch what I'm going to do. And so they're like, okay, we're going to keep it open. We're going to do it. And we had the biggest class we have ever had 50 people it's usually 20 people we had 50 people in a class during covid the biggest and it's such a testimony of what god's doing in overland but also like with covid like that's funny but watch what i'm gonna do don't live in fear don't stop what i'm do like don't limit okay we'll stop this year and we'll continue next year no i'm gonna go beyond what you expect and that class, that was our class actually, that class is the fastest to get fully funded and had the, what, we had like 47 people join out of the class? That doesn't happen. We have maybe out of the 20, 10 people join. It's just amazing, but yeah, that's AMT and I think you're gonna talk a little bit about that. But that was like some logistics and stuff. AMT is like also equipping missionaries to thrive in a third world country. So they cover bases, like we went through classes of four by four vehicle mechanics and learning how to fix your car if it breaks down in the bush and wilderness first response and getting certified if someone gets mauled by a lion, like <laughs> the things that you don't think of but that you would need to know. Um, and then there's also like the biblical classes that you take, gospel identity and other things like that where it's really just time in the word, time in prayer, time in community and fellowship and worship and just being together, growing, um, and that's the three months. But, um, yeah, did you want to say anything else about AMT? Do it. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun. Yeah. Um, but I think 
we can transition into expedition. So Sahara and I are actually expedition leaders, which means we went through the AMC course for the three months, and now we have devoted our lives to the ministry full time. Um, and really what we are is we are the bridge between the Western church and the global church. And so really just taking people that are interested in going to a third world country and sharing the name of Jesus for two weeks um, and just being part of the Great Commission and just saying, yeah, I want to be available. I want um, to be used in that way. And I just want to start with um, a couple verses in 2 Corinthians 5. And it's um, 16 through 20, well, 19. From now on, therefore, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we once regarded Christ according to the flesh, we regard him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is in Christ God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them and, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Wow, what a gift we have to partner with God in reconciliation because he gave us the gift of reconciliation to the Father. And so just the way that the Lord has completely redefined your life, there's people in Cambodia that don't know the name of Jesus that just think he's going to walk through their front door. They hear the name Jesus and they're like, who's that? Is he going to knock on my door? You know, And they don't know that he died on a cross on, on their behalf so that they could have eternal life with the Father and that they could step into the throne room and in the presence of God every single day and just commune with him. And so... Really what it is is just taking that um, message and going to the hardest places. So it's taking a daft truck, which we're preaching off the back here, <laughs> uh, taking a daft truck, a military-grade truck, out into the bush of Africa, out wherever, go on the Amazon in Brazil, taking a boat, a houseboat. And then when you can't go any farther, set up your tent and walk by foot, walk the footpaths and do what Jesus did and meet and see the one and the one that God died for and that he can see um, just compassion for that human. And, and um, you can explain to them how there is a hope because I think a lot of times as missionaries, we feel like we're bringing this great, amazing message that sometimes we forget that God's spirit's there beforehand. Like he's there, he's working, he's moving, and those are his people and he loves them. And regardless of... If you go or not, he's going to reach them. He loves them. And so um, it's really just taking the opportunity to say, I want to be a part of that. And I got to um, sit in, at a house and actually share part of my testimony and have that person in tears in Zambia, which isn't common. I mean, they're very, it, their culture is just different. They don't really show emotion um, and just say, wow, like, I didn't know that there's a hope like that, and that I am a new creation, I can be a new creation, and I'm not defined by what's happened to me in my life, and now I know why I struggle with these things, and I can experience true freedom, and, and just seeing that, and so I just kind of wanted to go through pictures of what an expedition looks like, because I feel like sometimes people have different thoughts about it, so this was a different expedition, um, one 
that we had never done this before. We took a speaker and we felt like the Holy Spirit was leading us to preach off the back of the daft truck in a village, literally parked. We just took a microphone, had these massive speakers, and we shared the gospel. And um, through that, you can go to the next picture. Um, oh, that's House to House Ministry. But um, through that, we have revival meetings where then at night they come and um, you have the opportunity to preach the gospel, share testimonies, lay hands on people, see them be healed, and, and just glorify the Lord through all of that. Um, but yeah, we'll just go through these slides and I'll just kind of explain each picture as we go. So this is House to House Ministry. Um, just sweet families in Zambia. You Wait, let me tell a quick story. It's like really quick about this picture. Okay. So this is in Mozambique and this was the first house that we went to, me and like, it was like two other people. And that morning I had been saying to God, I'm like, okay, I just, I really want to see the fruit of somebody else's ministry. Like, because I, you know, we go as expedition leaders, like we're not sectors. So we go and we leave and sector takes over. So we don't really get to see the fruit of what we do, but I was like, Lord, I don't have to see it, but it'd be pretty cool. Like I just, it'd be encouraging. The first house we go to is this one. And the translator next to me says, yeah, four months ago, we actually went to this house and delivered the word, and this girl gave her life to the Lord. And I was like, okay. So we go, we sit down, and I said, how has your life changed? And she was like, oh, my gosh. It has changed. I used to live with a hateful heart. I hated everything. I didn't have peace. I didn't know how to love. And she said, the second I gave my life to the Lord, he changed it. And I, ha I live with peace. I, I haven't hated anything for the past four months. It's just been a peace I never knew existed, a love I never knew was real. And it was, I mean, it was pretty incredible because you're like, wow. <laughs> that's, it's just, it's so cool to see the fruit. But anyways, that's the story. Okay, you can go to the next one. <laughs> This is a Bible study, so after you set up camp and you're, you're there, like, you're really just trying to get plugged into the community there and just cultivate relationships and be relational like Jesus was and um, be personable. And so we invite people to have tea, have whatever we decide to have that morning, shima or porridge or whatever, and we just dig in the word with them. That's me. Sahara, oh, you took this picture. Yeah, Sahara took this picture. But um, that's a women's Bible study. You can go to the next thing. Um, that's typically what camp looks like when it's all set up. That's home for 13 days. Next. And that's a women's Bible study again. Just kind of showing a little bit of, like, the culture, what to expect. The next. That's the back of a daft truck. They like chase after your vehicles. It's really sweet, actually. <laughs> You're like, no, I want to take you with me. <laughs> Next. Um, this is children's ministry. That's another big part of expeditions is um, recognizing that the Lord um, doesn't give a junior Holy Spirit and that they operate in the same Holy Spirit that we do. They don't fight a baby devil, so why do we give them the junior Holy Spirit? And so it's just sharing them, uh, sharing with them the gospel and seeing um, young lives transformed um, and through that. Next. That's just a fun picture. That's a daft truck. Next. Um, and then at night, we kind of do like just fellowship and time of prayer and just kind of like recap from the day, share testimonies and um, just kind of 
sit there in awe about everything that God's doing and that we get to be a part of it. Next. Next. Sorry, that's a picture. Aw, kids. That's kids' ministry again. Okay, next. <laughs> that is in Mozambique. That's um, one of the more different setups, but one of the sector missionaries, Bo, he lives there, and he camps like that. That's just another. Like a king. Like a king. Doesn't <laughs> yeah, just use it. <laughs> next. Um, yes, that's also in Mozambique. That's us having lunch on the beach um, while we're waiting to enter into a, minist- or a village for ministry. The next. That's a church um, in Mozambique, but they also look like that in Zambia. And so we just kind of wanted to show some more pictures of what that looks like. Next. That's a Dow boat that we got to ride on um, in sharing the gospel. Um, in Mozambique, if you go on an expedition, that's just part of it. You um, take this Dow boat to an island called Lingalinga, and you're able to minister for the 13 days that you're there. Um, and this is literally like the boat that Jesus rode on with his disciples. And to just experience that is, it's life-changing. Next. And that's also a road in Lingalinga. Next. More camping pictures. Next. (laughs) That's in Cambodia. Um, It's a lot different. Um, It is very unreached, and almost everybody that you come in contact with does not know the name of Jesus. We actually have, like, our second biggest... um, Base. Yeah, base and amount of people, missionaries in Cambodia, because Cambodia's doors are open to reach to 97% of the unreached people. It's Mm -hmm. 97% unreached and just completely open doors. So it's crazy. Yeah. It's amazing. Yes. Go to the next one. And we do water baptisms when given the opportunity, just right then and there. And sometimes, you know, if there's no water nearby, we make it work with a water bottle. Like, God knows your motive in your heart and your intentions, and it could be with sand, and it would still mean just as much to him. Next. And that's, so that's the end. Okay, go back. I have a cool story. <laughs> it's the one with, like, all the women standing up. The really great photo I took. <laughs> that one, yes. Okay, this, is, this was the day that I knew I was meant to be in expeditions. So this was the Bible study day, and it was just us girls, like four of us, and all the guys went to go talk to all the priests and all these, like, the pastors, chiefs, I don't know, just important people. But we stayed behind with the girls, and we had a Bible study meeting. And we're speaking a long time on, like, they're not responding, by the way. So many of them just like this. And we're speaking about, yes, a woman's role is to do this and that, but you're also supposed to share the gospel, all that stuff. And we speak for a long time, no reaction from them. And then one of the girls stands up very dramatically. We have worship music in the background. Very dramatically stands up, looks in the distance. I don't know what she was looking at. And she's reads out loud this Bible verse. What was it? It was like Psalm 68, 5 or something, or 6. I don't know, something like that. And it's like a woman who, what is it? A woman who is the host, is a, a woman who worships the Lord is a great host, something like that. And she says it so dramatically. Out like, they're all sitting there for an hour saying nothing. She stands up, says it out loud, looking at a distance. And I'm sitting there like, 
what movie am I in? I, why does she know this? I don't know that verse. And in that moment, I was like, I wasn't discouraged, but I was like, Lord, why am I even here? They just said a Bible verse I don't even know. They just summed up everything we preached about in a second. And, and he immediately was like, because I'm rooted everywhere. You don't think I'm already rooted with my people? What I need is people to go get those roots and to light them on fire. Pull them out, light them on fire, and light the nation on fire. And it was like the shock of how can I not go knowing he's rooted everywhere? Knowing he's, it's there, but he just needs someone who knows to go and grab it. Someone who knows where to look to take it and to let it hit the whole nation. And that was the day. During that meeting, him, him telling me that, I was like, all right, all right, I'll go. Because before I was like, no, God, I don't want to do that. Like, I, it's fun, but my parents did it. I want to do my own thing. And then this, when he said that, I just, I, I couldn't not. It was like, with what I'm feeling inside, knowing that, I'll go. And I mean, it says, who will go? And it was like, if you ask, I'll go. I will. You don't even have to say I'm called. Just ask me and I'll go. I'll be the one. And so that was the, that was the day. And I love this picture because that is, look how dramatic that is. After she stands up, they all stand up like this. Like, it's like, it's dramatic <laughs> and I love it. But that was the day. And that's one of my favorite testimonies because that's when I knew. Yeah. yeah, we just want to reiterate, like, thank you guys so much for your faithfulness in sowing and your obedience in sowing into what God's doing in the nations because we wouldn't be able to go if it wasn't for you partnering with God and sending us. And so um, it just means the world to us. And we just want to open the opportunity. If that's something that you want to talk about more after the service, like if you feel like God's stirring something in your spirit to go and to share the gospel in, in a third world country and to actually challenge yourself and to just push yourself past your comfort zone because if it was based on feelings, trust me, no ministry would be done, right? It's because he's worthy and it's because we put our, we die to ourselves, we're a new creation and we're operating out of that place of this is what he's done for me and I have to share. I can't hold it in. I have to, I have to be a part of this. I have to share with them because I am an ambassador of heaven and this is what he's purchased on the cross and nothing less. And so, yeah, that was, <laughs> that's, that's Overland Missions. That's the heart of what the Lord's doing and just, um, we'd be so excited for you guys to come to Pastor Rob and Shauna's house tonight if you guys, uh, or at four o'clock if you guys uh, want to know a little bit more in depth and hear some more testimonies um, specifically, but yeah. Thank you. Good job, girls. Y'all can, yeah, you can have a seat. <laughs> so, is that, who was encouraged? I don't know, just sitting there. It's like, I know that's not where the Lord's called me, but it's exciting, right? It's like, oh, I want to yep. go. Um, but guys, we can be a part, and that's what Outreach Sunday is about. I mean, yep. you know, obviously somebody in person you can connect so much better than like with the videos that we see. And 
All these ministries that we've highlighted today are making a difference, and all of you guys are a part of that. And I just want to encourage you that, you know, as you were watching these videos, you know, maybe the Lord spoke to you today, today like, I want you to invest in that one, or I want you to serve in this one. And, you know, Rob and I would love to connect you with any of these ministries. I mean, you can go to Arizona, you can go here locally, we can get you, you know, with Leon or over, I mean, there's, I mean, any of those that you felt like the Lord was speaking to you, we would love to get you in contact with individuals there. Yeah. As I love it. And there are more opportunities we did want to mention uh, real briefly. Uh, we had, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we had a new connection. Mike Reed made a connection uh, with somebody um, at, an, um, um, at Rolling Hills Apartments. And um, it is, uh, some of you may know where that is, at, at, uh, near Old 78 in Magnolia, I think it is. Alexander, between Magnolia and Alexander, right there. But uh, guys, it is a, um, a set of about 60 apartments, I believe it is, uh, for those who are, um, uh, it's uh, those who are very poverty-stricken or disabled. Uh, there's veterans there as well, right, Mike? I, I guess in part of that. And, um, and so, um, so Mike is working this thing out so that um, sometime right around Christmas, the next week or two, we'll get you guys information, but we want to go deliver, um, we want to go deliver a meal to all the residents. And so, um, so we want you guys to be a part of that, help, help uh, make that happen. And uh, a couple other opportunities, they, they were talking about how these people get no interaction, especially since COVID, a lot of them, I mean, they don't get out, most of them can't get out. And so, um, so I've been talking to Lawrence, talking about organizing a thing to go in and do Christmas carols around Christmas and some different things. And maybe we can kind of, uh, kind of adopt those folks as a church and go in and be a blessing. I mean, they're right at our doorstep. They're, they're right here in our backyard. So we might as well go and be a blessing. So guys, there's all kinds of ways. It starts with us. It starts with us in our home and in our, in our community, our workplace. Uh, we've got to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Uh, but guys, we can make a difference uh, all over by supporting those who God has called to all these, these different missions. Amen. If you'd like to get more information about resources from Church of the Harvest, please check out our website at midsouthharvest.org. You may also contact us by phone at 662-890-1573 or toll free at 866-383-8277.